this is Sydney Sarah and this is Sydney's Prophetic Podcast where I speak into your life and minister to you prophetically. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. Okay, I, even though this is episode two that it will say on Anchor under my uh, Anchor account, I actually would like to call this my actual first episode because this is where I... I'm going to introduce myself and we're going to really get into, you know, what God, what is on God's heart, uh, in this moment, in this point in time right now. And this is also where things get more loose. I just had to teach on what the prophetic is because, you know, I'm calling this my Sydney's prophetic podcast and the word prophetic you know, a lot of people still don't know what the prophetic is. And it's uh, it can be a very mysterious thing, especially for someone that has not even heard of the prophetic or has been given a prophecy. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to really teach on that. And, and that was very important for me to do so. So that way we can just go forward and, you know, you're not so clueless and, you know, you at least have a taste <laughs> of what the prophetic is. Hallelujah. So let's get started. Um, My name is Sydney. Like I said before, I'm 22. I think I'm a millennial, but according to other U.S. senses and studies and whatnot, I could also be Generation Z, but... I think I'm a millennial at heart, so I call myself a millennial. Um, my man, my journey with Jesus is an interesting one, only because I'm I'm definitely one of those kids that grown grew up in church, but I thought because of that. That's how I was saved. Like, oh, I grew up in church. My family went to church, so I'm saved. No, 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 sweetheart. The Bible says work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling and you have to accept Jesus in your heart. You know, I didn't really accept him in my heart because there was a lot of things that, you know, I saw in the church and how church people were acting that I disagreed with and that were also making me feel bogged down as a Christian um, you know, just, you know, to really quickly expound upon this self-righteousness, uh, the religious way of thinking, you know, and, and in the Bible, the, the mindset I'm talking about is the mindset of Pharisees, you know, they just, they think that they're better than everyone because they think they're so holy, you know, they, that they, they pray, you know, 50 times a day or fast a hundred times out the week or, you know, they, they, they memorize, you know, every, you know, single scripture all up and down, you know, the old Testament or the new Testament or both Testaments, you know, it's just, it's really like, you know, a boasting in yourself. And the apostle Paul says, if I were to boast in anything, I would boast in the Lord. So it's just, you know, I, I had that mindset though. I had that mindset while also you know, resenting what I thought was God. And if I were to be really transparent, <laughs> if I were to be really raw, I 
only worshiped God because I saw my mom worshiping God, my family worshiping God, and I dealt with rejection. So I thought, you know, oh, if, if, if I were to, you know, secretly worship anything else, if I were to, you know, I don't know, be more attracted to, 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 to being a Muslim or Scientology or, uh, you know, being a Buddhist or whatever, if I was more attracted to those things, I'd be like the black sheep of the family. So I didn't really have a relationship with God and I hated what I thought was God, but was actually was religion. You know, it's it's that that works based salvation instead of, you know, just trusting and having faith in Jesus Christ, because, you know, it's justification through faith that we're saved. But that's with the cross. That's the work of Jesus, not the works of us. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, you know, it's 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 the free gift of God It's not of ourselves. Let's and uh, Ephesians 2, 9 says it's not of works lest any man should boast. So I really was acting, you know, hypocritical and holier than thou, while also, you know, just be like cursing God out in my head, like, oh, you're such a bully. You, you know, you just can't wait to send people to hell. You, 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 you know, you just, you don't have any, like, any sympathy. Like, I just thought God was just this massive judgmental dictator, you know, and I just did not want to be in a relationship with that. But, Again, that was really I'm I'm learning now how much I despise religion and really and, and currently working on just receiving his grace and just like letting God love me. <laughs> it's a journey and, you know, and you guys are along for the ride. So, yeah, but being a black millennial christian in this day and age is very interesting it's very interesting but let me continue to um how i really got a connection with christ so yeah like i said all my life been been very self-righteous is very the religious spirit is a prideful spirit you know because you're boasting yourself you're focusing on yourself and what you do to look or to appear you know holy to appear clean and righteous and pure. But God knows our hearts. And sometimes our hearts are not always pure. But anyway. So in 2016, I got into a relationship. This is when I went to, woo woo, shout out to Wayne State University. Um, I'm, <laughs> I forgot to say, I'm born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. So uh, yeah, Wednesday was where I went to go get my bachelor's in theater. And in 2016, I was in a relationship while I attended there. And that relationship was so far the realest relationship I've ever been in because it taught me a lot of lessons. But man, did it catapult me into really getting into a relationship with God because your girl had daddy issues. <laughs> I had daddy issues. I had daddy issues. I had, I mean, I mean, you honestly, if you name it, I probably was that like low self-esteem, insecure, self-hatred, um, was dealing with self-mutilation on just a whole nother level of anxiety, depressed, 
I so broken. I not I don't even say I was broken hearted. I, I always say to myself I was really shattered hearted. I just felt like like my heart was just shattered in a thousand pieces constantly and along, you know, with well the 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 root was rejection. Um and I felt like I just got I I felt like I kept constantly getting rejected on every side. So when um my me and my boyfriend at the time were together for almost a year, eleven months, and he broke up with me, but it was still amicable because I saw how God was separating us and I I really did see it coming. I really did. So and you know, I thought I was fine. After we, you know, talked on the phone for like the last couple of times and gave him back his stuff and and everything. And it was a very civil breakup, you know. But then this was in this was in 2017 when we broke up and this was in March of 2017 when we broke up. Then following that breakup. It's just like, and I don't even remember the time between March and I don't remember April of that year at all. I just remember from March to May, I went from being broken up and depressed. I just, it just felt like I hit rock bottom the way I was so broken. And I remember just feeling like, you know, I had a very rocky relationship with my dad. I had a very you know, non-existent relationship, honestly, with my stepdad. So it was like, what is wrong with me? You know, these are, these are the thoughts that went through my head. What's wrong with me? Why can't a man love me? Why, why can't I develop, why can't I develop relationships with men? Why can't I, you know, just, just even with having a, a friendship with, you, you know, people who are like brothers to me was strained because of all of this mess going on in my heart. All this mess going on in my soul. Your girl needed some help. So, I remember being on Facebook and and I can go really more in depth with this testimony, but this is just an overview, honestly right now, uh in general a general introduction of who I am. So I remember being on Facebook and shout out to Empowered Kingdom Life Ministries. They have this youth ministry called Lit, L-I-T, but it's called Living in Truth because, you know, we lit for Jesus, not actual alcohol and stuff. So I saw flyers, I saw e-flyers on Facebook with from people that I went to high school with and I felt... I even know then was like the anointing was just God just drawing me in. He was just saying, go here, go here, go here, go, go here. So I got picked up because I didn't have a car at the time. I got picked up and I went to that ministry. Every time I look back, that encounter with God and the prophetic was something that has changed my life forever because I encountered not only the prophetic, but the grace of God. Let me be transparent again. 
what I mean by the grace of God, I mean, like, you know, like I said, I'm used to being in this self-righteousness and da 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 but it's very hypocritical, you know why? Especially for, specifically with me, I'm trying to, you know, appear, and also I was very deep in perfectionism. I'm just not getting restored now out of perfectionism. But it's hypocritical because, you know, I'm trying to appear all perfect and holier than now to every and everybody, to everyone and everybody, you know, so that I can get God's love and acceptance for me. And I'm judging other people. Right. Meanwhile, I'm having sex with my boyfriend. <laughs> I lost my virginity at 19 in this relationship that I'm talking about. So it's like I. <laughs> I can go in depth further with that, but not, not in this episode. I will in future episodes, but, um, that was just another thing. I was, I was, I was also addicted to porn and, uh, masturbated a lot. So it was just like, I was lost in my own emotional turmoil. And I met the grace of God in that youth ministry. The, I mean, that the lady that spoke at that youth ministry that night, I to this day have haven't seen her since. But that's also when I learned about soul ties, which will be in another prophetic uh, podcast episode. Uh, but yeah, I heard I learned about soul ties, and it was such a supernatural experience, but such a needed healing experience. And I remember God. Just being like, you know, I may be the king of kings and the Lord of lords, but I am not too big to be your father. And from that point on, there, there was even actually, yeah, there was actually a supernatural thing that occurred because looking at how depressed I was back then, I literally saw all my skin like I, I'm black. OK, but I'm not dark skin. I'm more brown. I mean, you see my picture. So I'm more brown skin, caramel, you know, something like that, that type of skin tone. But when I say I was unusually like my skin was just unusually dark, it just felt like a and it looked like a dark cloud, like depression, like but the Bible calls the spirit of heaviness. But it was I it was really obvious and it manifested it manifested itself on my skin, in my opinion. Because it really just the the difference between how I went into that youth ministry and how I looked versus how uh, when I went back home and I went to the bathroom, you know, using the bathroom or whatever, washing my face. I really had to wash my face because I was crying my eyes out. That's another thing. I was bawling. I was I mean, I was really deliverance. That was that was something else. I was crying my eyes out and I was able to really start on my journey of moving on from that relationship. I was able to delete pictures. I was able to, um, excuse me. I was able to delete, uh, you know, social media. I was able to delete, delete his number. Yeah. Social media. I was able to delete every and any connection I had with him. So when I went home, I remember my mom was like, wow, you're bright. And I was like, what? And I looked in the mirror. I My face was glowing. It was glowing so much. And 
it was amazing. Like, to be honest, I'm still trying to get back to that glow, you know, with my skincare routine. But anyway, um, I just was, I was, I really, it seemed like I was just really radiating from the inside out. That was an experience. But my life and my soul, my heart was thirsting for it. And I, I praise God to this day, you know, so like I said, that happened in 2017. And ever since then, I've been walking into I that's the night I specifically in my heart rededicated my life to him I was like okay you you are actually showing me how you're not as bad as I thought now that doesn't mean I still didn't have to you know it the spirit of religion is a stronghold so there's a lot of psychological stuff I'm still to this day untangling and getting untangled is God is still detangling a lot of that mess off of me you know, because that's something that church kids have been indoctrinated with for years. That's been our background. That has been our foundation, as erroneous as it is. So, yeah, I was like, okay, God, this is okay. I'm, I'm for real. I'm going to really be walking closely with you now. And, you know, coming next month which is May, uh, it'll be four years that I'll be walking with God and, and getting to know Jesus for myself. You know, I've been reading the Bible much more intentionally too, and spending time with God getting to know this is the closest I've ever been to God, period, period, point blank. This is the closest I've ever been to God. And I only get closer and closer to him from here but this is the at this point in time on <laughs> what's today's date april 27th 2020 this is the closest i've been to god and it, and besides the quarantine and covid19 and whatnot and us being in uh you know and our with the stay-at-home orders and whatnot and cooped up at home but uh this this is the closest i've ever been to god period and i'm just so thankful for what he's done in my life and what he's going to do, what he continues to do and the people that he sends me and how he ministers to me either, you know, from him directly from him to me and or through other people, um, communities, church communities that I've been a part of, been a privilege to be a part of. And it just, you know, it gets better than it gets better from here. <laughs> It gets better from here, but I'm, I'm seeing what's on my life is the scripture that says the latter, the latter day of this house will be better than the former. Praise God. So now this part of the segment is where I will allow God to speak. And these are how my episodes are going to be from this point forward. But again, I wanted to show and, you know, expound upon who Sydney Sarah really is who you know who is the one that is running this podcast so you get a more intimate transparent uh raw look in my life again I ain't going to detail yeah that'll be in future episodes but this is just a general overview of who Sydney Sarah is so I was spending some time with God before I started this podcast. And this, this is a bit overwhelming because I never started a podcast a day in my life. I thought I'd be featured in one. I thought I'd be, 
you know, interviewed in one, never thought I'd actually have my own podcast. So it was a lot of that other stuff was like, okay, God, what's your will for this podcast and what, and da, 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 da. But in this first episode specifically, he just wants to give encouragement. COVID-19 is everywhere, is infecting everyone everywhere. And that's why it's so important to stay at home. It's so important to wash your hands. It's so important to sanitize and wipe your surfaces because uh, apparently this this virus, the germs of this virus can live on a surface for up to five days as opposed to the flu being five hours. And also people can have COVID-19 and not even experience any symptoms. So this thing is crazy. It is. People have lost their jobs. People are. And when I'm doing speaking in tongues, please do not be alarmed. It's a language of heaven. <laughs> it's a gift of um, it's a, it's a, it's called a, the gift of tongues. It's, this is biblical. It's fine. It's of the Holy Spirit. Please do not be alarmed. Um, this is another way how God speaks through me, but, um, I'm really just seeing what's on God's heart is encouragement. People have, like, I, like I was saying, people have been laid off their jobs. I mean, lives have really been changed. Like, and people find filing for unemployment, um, people losing family members and friends to this virus. And it's, and it's happening in my opinion, violently. Like one minute they're okay and they're fine. Next minute they, you know, are sick and, and then they're, they're gone. It's also very sad how, you know, as like when these people die, they are isolated. Like there's no friends or family to be around them because, you know, you're trying to stay uh, safe and control the spread of the virus. And to be more relatable with this and how it's affected me, um, my mother is a registered nurse. And so she's one of the essential workers working on the front lines medically, you know, to uh, help fight the virus. But pray for her, for her immune system so that she'll never catch it. Anyway, praise God. So a lot is going on. It's a lot of you know, what's going to happen a lot of, and, and I, I just see hopelessness and I rebuke it in Jesus name because there is hope and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus Christ. Uh, the, the stripes on his back, you know, it says, uh, by his stripes that we are healed. So the stripes in his, on his back when he died on the cross are not in vain. This is for such a time as this, but also I want people to see more of the optimistic side, especially Christians, to see how God is so in control. As, uh, for instance, the wealth of the wicked is truly laid up for the righteous right now. This is the time. I mean, look at the stock market. Look at, you know, how homes are for sale now. Look at how airline, you know, airplane tickets are so like I heard that they were free at this point <laughs> they're so low like gas is a dollar and some change now like a dollar 50 if that a dollar 20 you know and there can be a lot of good coming out of this as well like self a lot of self-reflection i'm witnessing on social media 
a lot of just looking back over your life and just seeing what things need to be changed. But also, this is where the glory of God comes in. Foundations are truly shaking. You're laid off your job. Your job can no longer be your idol. Now, in the Bible, excuse me, in the Bible, idolatry was a statue of some sort, a symbol, something made out of metal, wood, bronze, copper, gold, things like that. For instance, the the children of Israel, when they were in the wilderness for 40 years, they rebelled against God with making a golden calf, which is a baby cow made out of gold. And Moses was furious because he was interceding on behalf of the children of Israel. And they do this. They literally created an idol in front of God, like in his face. And in Deuteronomy, I believe it says, you know, now thou shalt have no other gods before me, which means to and even in the New Testament, where Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, might, uh, you know, your strength. And everything within you, you know, so now modern day idols are your job. Modern day idols are your relationships. Modern day idols are religious titles. Modern day idols are, you know, for some people, insurance. It's it's things that are not of God. If you're worshiping something that's not of God, it's an idol. If you're not worshiping God and you're worshiping something that's not God, it's an idol, period. And this is how God is shaking up and really, really destroying those idols. Because they can't speak because and even if it's a human, they see, here's the thing with relationships and and people and families and friends and stuff and boyfriend, girlfriends, husband and wives, they, they may love you. They may really unconditionally love you, but I don't think they would die on the cross for you. Jesus did that. Jesus took nails in his hands. Jesus took nails in his side. And uh, let me, let me not even go there. Like, mind you, like he was whipped, like just like, Really, his, if I, I want to go medically speaking into how he was so brutally beaten before he even picked up the cross. And he had to carry his own cross after being brutally beaten. The, thir- the 39 stripes on his back, by his stripes we are healed. Those stripes, he, he was, those stripes were so brutally brutally beaten into him the bible said he was beaten to the point where he was unrecognizable can you imagine that and then you're beaten like that for so long like he was beaten for so long and it's the bible also says while he was getting beat there was no sound he did it without any kind of sound in it and now we would have been like ouch and and cussing and and ah and screaming and whatnot not a sound came out of his mouth not one peep. And then he had to carry the cross all the way up to Calvary to get the nails in his hands and feet and be pierced in his side. You know, that's salvation. And and this is also something that has encouraged me 
to and it snatched me out of fear of man is Luke 12 verse 4 through 5 where Jesus says fear not the one that can kill the body and can't do nothing after that but I'll tell you who to fear fear the one who after after he kills the body has the authority to cast you into hell that's the one you should fear and I say that to say that people should not be your idol. People, you should not depend on what people think. And I'm just not learning that too. You should not depend on, you know, how you look on social media. Because Instagram, another modern day idol is social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, all of these Tumblr, you know, Snapchat. You know, your your image is your own idol. And... This is interesting how we're quarantined because, you know, we can look cute. We can, you know, girls, we can do our makeup, whatever, and be looking beat. But it's just like, okay, but at the same time, you're going to have to face the real you. You're going to have to face those stretch marks. You're going to have to face those flaws. You're going to have to face, like, I don't know, uh, if you deal with acne, you're going to have to face that. You're going to have to face with your imperfections is what I'm saying. You're, you're going to have to face your imperfections. You're going to have to face your flaws. You're going to have to face the image that, you know, even though you try so hard to be one thing on social media, you're going to, have to try and and really just and, and this is hard, but you're going to, have to face the fact that the image you try to portray on social media is not who you really are. So and, and this is rough. I know. But the Bible says speak the truth in love. And the truth shall make you free. Hey, Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. And now I feel led to play this gospel song. I do warn people who, because I'm new to this, I'm trying to do this needed as possible with playing these songs in my podcast. But I did test how to play songs throughout this podcast and or throughout my segments and episodes or whatever. So this will be loud, but at least it'll be heard. So I will advise you, you know, if your uh, media volume on your phone is turned up, you may need to turn it down some. But nonetheless, (laughs) I want to play Be Encouraged by William Beckton and Friends. Because this song kept coming in my mind every time. I asked God, okay, what do you want this segment to be about? What do you want to talk about today? You know, what what do you want me to say? <laughs> you know, and this is the song he wanted me to play at the end. So, again, it's Be Encouraged by William Beckton and Friends. Here we go. Put those hands together all across the building tonight. Let the devil know that you're encouraged. Let him know that you're encouraged. Let him know. Hallelujah. I don't know about you tonight, but somebody may be crying, but I come to let you know that God can make it all right. (laughs) Ooh, yes. Be encouraged.
my friends, my listeners, be encouraged. Uh, like I said, a lot has going has went down. A lot is going on. But as long as you keep your focus on Jesus, you know, be like Peter who stepped out on the boat, and and Jesus said to Peter, "Come to me. Don't you dare focus on the waves." Don't you dare focus on the thunder. Don't you dare focus on the lightning. You focus on Jesus. Praise God. I thank you for listening to, I think it's technically called episode two, but I think this is the first episode for me on my prophetic podcast. Um, And I just can't wait to see how this is going to really grow and minister and bless people. I upload Uh, An episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by the latest 3 p.m. So, you know, there's no live recording unless, you know, I'm live recording with a friend, you know, someone I'm interviewing. But, yeah, um, episodes will be uploaded by at the latest 3 o'clock on those days. Again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, look for an episode from me. And get your, you know, prophetic encouragement, get ministered to, get edified. I pray that this will minister to folk and really help people get healed and restored and delivered and get set free. I thank you. Again, my name is Sydney Sarah and have a great rest of your day. God bless.